Welcome to Mindset for Success, a We Global Studios podcast. We explore the psychological challenges that many successful women entrepreneurs face while building their businesses and how they have overcome them. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson, and I'm very happy to welcome to today's show, Jennifer Ayers. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Leslie. It's an honor to be here today. It's great to meet with you, and I look forward to our chat today. Mm, me too. And I'm just going to give the, the audience a little bit about your um, impressive background here. Jennifer has over 20 years of global management consulting experience much of it focused on the life sciences and healthcare industries. She's a results-oriented consultant with a proven track record for partnering with, partnering with leaders to define vision and business outcomes. She specializes in leadership, alignment, executive coaching, organizational development, and change management, and has recently launched her own podcast. Jennifer, I wonder if I could ask you to share with your, our listeners a little bit about your growing up. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, great introduction. So a little bit on my background. I uh, was raised outside Philadelphia. I was actually blessed to be adopted as an infant into a loving family. Mm. Um, but my grandparents were poor Irish immigrants, like many of my friends growing up, um, and I was, you know, fortunate to be in a household where my father worked very hard coming from not a whole lot. And uh, both my parents instilled in me a, a certain type of work ethic that you go after things in life, um, you make things happen. And so um, that's, that's a lot of my drive from mm -hmm. my youth um, coming from my, from my parents. And I was fortunate to attend a, a good school, um, had good opportunities after that, but something interesting in, in my experience, Leslie, as, as you and I talked a little bit, um, earlier, earlier on, and I've listened to some of your other podcast or, uh, get podcast guests, excuse me, is that, um, when I was a, a young woman, um, I was eager to please and do the right thing and behave and be a good girl. So that served me pretty well for uh, most of my life because mm -hmm. I did do a good job in school and got into a good college and then got a good job and so on and so forth. Um, but at some point, I realized that maybe always being told what to do and trying to be a good girl and check all the boxes was not the best way mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. to um, accelerate your own personal uh, goals in your career journey. So mm -hmm. uh, that's a little bit on, on my background, I guess, um, in, in terms of growing up. I did then when I finished college, I went to the University of Scranton. I was fortunate in that I was able to win a Fulbright scholarship. I went to Japan for the year. It was amazing. Mm. It really, um, that plus some time that I spent in France in college really got me ex super excited about diverse cultural um, experiences and the travel bug bit me. Uh, so when I 
found the opportunity to work for Accenture, which was a large scale global consulting firm. I thought that was very attractive because mm. I could perhaps extend my opportunities to travel to different places. And in fact, I, I did get to do that when I was there. I was a leader in their organization for business transformation. And I basically worked with executives of Fortune 500 companies to move their businesses through major change, often mm -hmm. at an international scale. And um, I was typically brought in to help an organization through poorly defined or complex or nebulous um, transitions. And mm -hmm. so I, I did that for 15 plus years and got really involved in some leadership work, um, team effectiveness work, executive coaching work that I enjoyed and loved, and then went to a smaller consulting company for a few years called North Highland. While I was there, I expanded my work in, around business transformation and organizational effectiveness. Um, but then I got more into what is the ultimately the, the employee experience and what is the human experience that you want to create in the marketplace, whether that's your consumer or your employee, how does your mm -hmm. brand show up? So somewhere along the line, I got the bug to start my own business. And uh, that's what I did late in 2018. And I started Consinity. Mm -hmm. And uh, Consinity means a bringing together of diverse parts to create a harmonious outcome. Mm -hmm. And I, that name, actually, I give credit to my husband for. He actually came up with the name because he felt that uh, myself and my co-founder, Jeff Bone, brought together a lot of different experiences that when when working together, we could bring a diverse network together to help solve some of these challenges that our company, that the companies were faced with going through change. So that's sort of, it a, also, a by the version. way, kind of, it also taught the name is also really, um, I guess, uh, a parallel of your life too, in the sense that you grew up adopted, had all this background growing up with your parents and went to Japan and to France. And so all of you also value, it seems having all these disparate, diverse parts of your life, which you've brought together in your business, it sounds like. Yes, definitely. I, I like to call myself the curious consultant, constantly curious consultant, mm -hmm. uh, always exploring, asking questions and trying to understand how different perspectives could inform a, a better outcome for all. Mm -hmm. In our, in, in, when we talked earlier, you mentioned that you only recently realized that your mom was an entrepreneur. And then looking back on that, on her accomplishment, how do you think, if it was, your career path was influenced by her? That's a great question. Um, and just to, to clarify for the listeners why it didn't really register that my own mother was an entrepreneur, um, simply was because in my experience growing up as a young woman, our family didn't really speak about business women didn't really talk about business. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It wasn't something that was, we didn't really have a vocabulary for it. It was always typically the the men in our family that were talking about their companies or new opportunities or um, helping each other from a business development perspective. So I just, um, I simply just didn't have an awareness of it. And it, um, it wasn't until after I started my own company just a couple of years ago that uh, when I was reflecting on what what is really my purpose, why do I care about starting my own business? Why does this matter? And I was thinking through the different challenges that I realized part of this is also, I think, about um, finding your own voice and bringing 
and, and uh, discovering the value you bring into the journey that we're all on. And mm -hmm. as a woman, that can be difficult sometimes to surface and illuminate. And when I reflected over my experience growing up, I realized that um, I, I stood there and said, wow, my, I'm thinking about women mentors and, and women that I could look to that could help me. And I realized one of those women um, is my own mother. And um, unfortunately, my mother's deceased right, 12 years. However, she's always part of me. And to answer your question specifically, I think um, something that really was instilled for me from a very young age by my mother was um, perseverance and mm -hmm. discipline, focus, structure, and all of those things I think are really critical when you're starting out and just trying to find the motivation to take the next step when you're overcoming imposter syndrome issues and fear issues. Mm -hmm. If you have some sort of structure and discipline in your day, you still get up in the morning, you look at your plan, you execute on the plan and you reflect at the end of the day on what you've accomplished. So I think those are the things my, my mother instilled in me that I didn't kind of realize until, mm -hmm. <laughs> until I started. And how, and how was that different from what you accomplished um, the first 15 years of your career or was it or different? You know, I, I think what was different was in the first, you know, 15, 20 plus whatever years of my career, primarily working in large consulting and then um, with North Highland, um, I, I tended to do more, I, I tended to try to stay in my lane and check mm -hmm. the box and make sure mm -hmm. I sort of did what I was told. And that was something that my, my mother <laughs> certainly drilled into my head mm -hmm. from a very young age as a young woman, mm -hmm. do, do what you're told, stay in your mm -hmm. lane. Mm -hmm. Um, don't do that. Don't, don't be disruptive. Don't, you know, talk back to your teachers. So, um, I think her influence in the beginning for me to be driven, be structured, be a self-starter was very positive and helped me become a, sex, a successful executive in, in the Accentures of the world, in the North Highlands of the world, for example. Mm -hmm. But the other side of that coin that maybe held me back was the message around, you need to make sure you have all your ducks in a row before you step out and take a mm -hmm. risk and things mm -hmm. like that. So mm -hmm. um, kind of there's the, the good and maybe the, the less good. <laughs> right, 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 right. With that influence. So in some ways, becoming an entrepreneur, you were able to break out of the mold of being the, the, the girl who kind of checked all the boxes and found your own voice in terms of defining success for you, at least. Yes, most definitely. And that's a, that's a great observation, Leslie. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I realized as I was starting Consinity that, uh, you know, I jumped in and did all the things that I thought I was supposed to do because I, I am very structured and disciplined and that was what had given me great success in the past. Um, but what I realized as I was trying to go out and find new clients and I wasn't necessarily being successful drawing people in is that I was measuring my success by what was always defined for me previously. Mm -hmm. So in, in my journey of starting my own company, I really, I really did take a step back and look at what are the metrics that define my success? What should, what should those metrics look like mm -hmm. um, for myself? So 
um, they, they have changed a lot. I actually threw out a lot of the metrics that I thought I needed to measure myself against to be successful. For example, check all the 10 boxes, make sure you make this amount of money, make sure you, you know, achieve these things within a year from a company perspective and in redefining my, my success metrics and what's worked for me, I have found that I have greater contentment and excitement in the work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. One of the things you and I talked about in terms of how, what was different um, in the consulting and management that you did before you became an an entrepreneur was that you were afraid sometimes of taking on autonomy, um, that you didn't know if you had what it took to, to have that responsibility. Do you, have you, have you seen that differently, work through that differently, overcome that in being an entrepreneur? So it's interesting. I think when I, when I think about the word autonomy, um, where I found hesitation was believing that I had enough experience, perspective, ideas to bring a point of view to the table. And that hesitation, I think, um, can be natural, especially for, for women. But I think that hesitation is something that held me back in my, in the earlier part of my career. Um, but it was a strength for me in the launch of Consinity because mm. have some kind of, um, faith in yourself that you can do this, um, really does, you know, does support that autonomous sensibility That being said, I like to still go out to others and learn from them and collect inputs and inform my point of view, I think, to continue to help me Mm -hmm. feel um, empowered in that autonomy. Mm -hmm. Faith in yourself has been there ever, ever since, I mean, all of your life or came in more clearly as an entrepreneur? That is a really good question. I think, <laughs> yeah, also, hmm, I, I, I think having faith in yourself um, is something that you have to work on every day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been my experience. I think there are times that you wake up in the morning and you think, yeah, you know, I got this. I got this. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then there are times where you're like, you're such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why totally did you normal this? <laughs> so I think I think it's something that I put effort into every day to continue to find faith in myself um, that I'm going to do the things that I want to do. I'm going to achieve the success metrics that I've defined for myself, and I'm going to help others in the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about how you, when you first founded your own business, you, you felt good enough, maybe even the first time in your life in terms of being able to do that. What do you think changed for you to be able to take on the responsibility and the risk, by the way, to start your own business? Well, that I think for me was a matter, I don't want to say to sound so dramatic to say like a matter of life or death. But for me, it became a matter of like, what the heck am I here for? I had, I had 
according to all the external metro metrics achieved quote unquote success. I mm-hmm. accelerated, I excelled in the companies that I was at. I was mm-hmm. making a good salary. I was mm-hmm. a respected executive. Um, I got the house, the, the husband came later. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got the dogs, I traveled, but there was something inside of me fundamentally that was missing, that there, there was a gap. And I think it, it starting my own business, I didn't know that I was going to start my own business. I just hit a wall because I had gotten to a point in my journey where I was no longer getting that sense of fulfillment, but I was doing everything I thought I was supposed to be doing to be successful. So I stepped out of um, consulting and reflected for uh, a couple of months on what did I really want to do. I had a lot of job opportunities And I just had this voice inside of me that said, you know, you put your feet to the fire to really find out where your passion is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I jumped in, I had the support of a great long, long time friend and mentor, Jeff Bone, who became my co-founder and my husband, who was my fiance at the time, both of them were poking me and prodding me and saying, you know, you have so much more that you can offer. You just need to see it yourself and you need to give it a try. So I guess I finally listened to them. Well, and it also sounds like you, you, you having your own business, the opportunity to have your own business also gave you permission to say something more authentic about yourself, which led to you feeling like you had success on your own terms. Oh, that's a really wonderful point. Uh, thank you for saying that. I think one of the things that I have started to overcome in the journey is that um, struggle to find your own voice and fi- and to stand in your authenticity. And part of why I ended up starting the podcast Survive and Thrive is because it was one of the ways, quite literally, I was going to find my own voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right, of course. Um, <laughs> Do or die. So here we are. <laughs> so yeah, here exactly. we are. Exactly. Yeah. So what have you done to, um, when you've experienced the fear of unknown? How, do, how, what have you done to help yourself get through that? The thing that has helped me the most, I started to do meditation probably three years ago and by no means am I someone that is advanced in this area. I literally went from someone who could not sit still for 10 seconds to getting up to one minute, one minute of, mm-hmm. of quiet, uh, when mm-hmm. I started. And now after, you know, a couple of years, I, I, I'm really happy if I hit 20 minutes in the morning, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, I think that has given me a sense of calm and just a sense of, um, perspective on, the unknown is is always unknown. It's always mm-hmm. there. It's always present. And so just um, learning techniques on how to be still in the face of uncertainty, which can evoke a real fear and prevent people from moving forward, can be a real differentiator between action or inaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You talked earlier about how you could have opened your own firm even 10 years ago. Do you know what held you back? Um, I had, I didn't know what, <laughs> what people would want to buy from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds kind of silly, but I think you just, um, you, you get, you get 
comfortable in the routine and I was known for certain um, services that I would provide within North Highland and within Accenture. And that was very mm-hmm. comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And so the, the notion of me going out and selling something quote unquote on my own was like, what the heck would anybody, why would anybody want to buy from me? <laughs> so, and how did you figure that out by the way, what your personal brand is? A lot of reflection and reading when I started the company, because when I left North Highland, I didn't have a set plan. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I wasn't even clear that I was going to start a business. I had thought, no, I'll probably find, you know, I had four job offers. I I was probably going to take one of those. But when I when I paused and gave myself a little bit of headspace to explore what really mattered to me, it started this whole journey on what is my purpose? What do I care about? What am I going to spend time doing? And I, I re- I'm reflecting one of your other guests. I think her name, Camille Jane, Camille Jane, she was mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. earlier yep. this year, talked yep. a lot about um, really finding your personal brand and getting comfortable with that to get you through uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I, it was a, it was a journey for me. I, I am still, I would say I'm still trying to, you know, sort of put the pin in, aha, that's my purpose right, um, right. in life. It's It's been an evolution. And I was very frustrated with this process in the beginning because I figured, well, I, I quit my job. I have this time now. I should just know what I'm supposed to do. But again, coming back to when you are in an environment where you're told what to do or you, you're experiencing right. certain expectations, and that's been your life for 40 years. And you're good at it. <laughs> and you're good at it. And you get paid right. for exactly. it. Exactly. Why, why, why do you what, need to think? Why, right. Exactly. <laughs> so that takes a little bit of unwinding. Um, right. But I'm, I'm getting there. And I have I have had some really f- interesting discoveries along the way. So. so so what some of my other podcast guests have said about that transition that you're talking about, um, and I just want to kind of highlight it here, It's it, it seems like it's really important to give yourself permission during the transition to not overthink it and try to figure out what it is that's really meaningful to you. In other words, let, let go of what made sense before following the rules, the organization, you're good at it. And just sort of trying to take time to figure out what do you want? Could not agree more. I think that is so important. And part of I part of the reason why I stuck to the discipline of meditating in the mornings first thing is because for me, it, it can be really hard to carve out that headspace to listen to the internal voice. And with all of the various demands that we have as women, and, and of course, men do as well. But as, as we have all these different demands and all these different gadgets trying to get our attentions and great mm-hmm. little snazzy mm-hmm. ringtones and mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. um, first thing in the morning that I do to try to find some headspace is to, is to just sit and whatever I can do one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of just sitting and focusing on something other than the mind chatter in my head. Um, you know, I think does help mm-hmm. you as an individual, um, continue to find the direction that you need for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a chunk out of time, you know, if you can take time off for a few months or a few weeks in between mm-hmm. jobs and reflect, 
I just had someone that came to me for some advice and she just left her um, position of 30 plus years and was thinking about what she wanted to do next. And I said, do you have severance? Take it. And, right. You know, right. take some time, even if it's, uh, you know, don't be scared. Just take don't it. be scared. Just take yeah. it. Right. Yeah. To, for to sure. see what you really want to do. Right. Absolutely. Um, I can't, uh, believe it or not, we're at the end of our podcast. You've been unbelievably so articulate and so great. Thank you. Um, if our guests would like to know a little bit more about you, how can they find you? Sure. Well, they can reach out to me via LinkedIn, Jennifer Ayers. You can call me on my cell, 610-688-8848. And my email is jayers at consinityus.com. Perfect. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time, Leslie. And I appreciate your doing this. I love your stories and the guests that you bring on. Thanks. Thanks so much. This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital DIY startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knudsen. Please drop me a line at mindsetforsuccess at weglobalstudios.com. See you next week.